0: Real quick, before we get started in a heartwarming episode, December 15th and 16th, I'm gonna be in Chattanooga at the Indoor Climbing Expo, having a round table, meeting and greeting and saying hello. Get your tickets at indoorclimbingexpo.com, use Mario20 to get $20 off, a portion of your proceeds go to GCI and the Climb Malawi project that Genevieve and Scott and I just did so we can go back next year. Come say hello, give me a high five. I look forward to seeing you.
1: Check it out.
0: enemies, lovers, and haters. Welcome to Sends and Suffers Podcast. I am your host, Mario Stanley. If you haven't already, please follow, like, and subscribe to Sends and Suffers Podcast. Every bit counts, and we would love to hear from you, so take a moment to leave a comment. These go a long way and help others know what they're getting into and how good this show is. If this is one of your favorite podcasts, consider becoming a Patreon. For as little as $5 a month, you are investing in Sends and Suffers podcast, and it's like buying your boy a taco, hanging out, and getting to know the good good that is coming your way. Monthly recaps, early show releases, and all the other cool things that we do. Thank you so much for listening to Sends and Suffers podcast. The official sponsor of Sends and Suffers podcast is Organic Climbing. Go to their website, use Sends and Suffers to get a discount on chalk bags, chalk buckets, Everything they have on their website. And I will tell you right now, one of the reasons why I love organic is tried and true. Let me tell you, when I am falling from the heavens above on my highball boulder, I trust nothing with my ankles but an organic crash pad. Y'all know, I love these things. I ain't going to trust these things on nobody else. All right, I'm out of here before I go crazy. But holla at you boys because... They help this podcast, and yeah, we just try to make sure it goes around, comes around. All right. Today's episode is with an unsung hero named Joyce. Her and her husband bought a climbing gym, was originally going to start a business, heard the outpouring cry of a climbing community, and this story melts my little black heart to the point where I am goo. If anybody learned how to tie in and go adventure climbing in a metaphorical sense, it is Joyce. Enjoy this episode because this warms my heart. And honestly, this is what the climbing community is about. Beautiful. All right, we're starting. This is it. Joyce, how are you today? I'm good. Awesome. And yourself? Doing well. Uh, the rooftop party was a little much for me. I uh, realized, and uh, getting ready to turn. 39. I do not want to keep up with 22 year olds anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I knew that before going into it, but then it was affirmed after they were just pouring drinks like nobody's business. Um, I, so welcome to my show. Thank you. Um, this is Sons and Suffers podcast. We, the whole premise of this podcast is just talking to you. There's no real rhyme or reason for Um, like I don't have any like really super prepared questions as we dive into this. It really is just you, your story and why you are awesome and what has happened in your life to make you the person you are. So we'll go ahead and get started. Um, all right. Last one. All right. Uh, so I'm not going to pretend that everyone knows who you are because I'm sure some people do who are listening to this and they're cheering and some people don't. So who are you, where you're from and what is your connection to CWA where we're at right now?
1: Um, I'm Joyce Hayter and I'm from Northern New Jersey. I came to CWA for the first time as a new gym owner. I took over New Jersey Rock Gym, which is a long established um, rock climbing gym in uh, Fairfield, New Jersey. Um, About two years ago, I started um, and I'm here to learn.
0: Um, you, you, and I were talking a little bit yesterday and I was really moved by the story and I would love for you to kind of just tell the story of like, how did you end up taking over the gym? Cause I think that's cool. And I think, I think, I don't know, like this, it, my little rock climber heart just all of a sudden just started turning into like molten lava. And I think it's very important for people to hear.
1: Well, it was somewhat of an accident. Um, my husband and I owned businesses on either side of this long established rock gym mm-hmm. and the former owner just let it go and decided not to renew the lease sold the contents and the landlord had said, are you interested in expanding one of your businesses? Do you want it for something else? And we were like, sure. I mean, it's prime space and we intended to take it over and demolish the gym and turn it into another business. And then I looked on Instagram and I saw a huge outpour of love from the rock climbing community for this gym. And it really moved me and I can't do this. We can't demolish this gym. There's so much love here. We have to fix it, which we did. And we went gung ho and two, half months after it supposedly closed forever we reopened it fresh and clean and the community was so grateful
0: what was that process like like taking it over and then reopening it did you guys have an opening up party uh, you had mentioned yesterday i was like i imagine people flew in for this event
1: uh you know i i don't know it was a little overwhelming for me because um, <laughs> we were like i was working till midnight just trying to get things in order i mean I am not a rock climber. I have known nothing about rock climbing. And so everything was new to me. If you said um, the word hold or belay, I was like, what? So. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. So you had literally no concept of climbing coming into this. No. So what was like some of the biggest challenges before, like when it closed and when it reopened, like what was some of the biggest learning curves for you kind of like being someone not from this background coming into this? Well, everything. Uh,
1: You know, just getting all the, everything in order, the insurance and knowing what I had to have as far as equipment and and safety and, Mm -hmm. you know, and and staff that really cared and trying to get, you know, the people, the members went to other gyms, the staff went to other gyms and it's trying to recruit all, you know, new people or get some of the old people back. And...
0: Was there anybody a key, uh, like kind of a key person who kind of really helped you guys in this process moving this along?
1: Oh yeah. Um, the original manager who had been with the gym for, you know, started out as a climber there as a kid. And, you know, he moved up to manager and was there for 22 years. Oh wow. He stayed with us. He, we talked to him about, you know, what the gym did and what we can do and, He agreed to stay on with us and he is my right
0: hand. Oh, he's still at the gym now. Yes. What is his name? Doug Meyer. Doug Meyer. Doug, you're a hero.
1: Oh, he is. He really is.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Um, so, okay, so the gym had closed. You guys, Doug kind of came in, definitely was helping out a little bit. And then you guys reopened it. Can you kind of tell me about like the first couple of days of the gym reopening? What was it like? How was the community's response?
1: The community response was a lot of love. I mean, they were, it was just really overwhelming. I had, we had so many people coming up and thanking us for saving their gym. And I think the biggest thing about our gym is the big community. And, I actually have had people in tears and that really touched my heart.
0: Awesome. Um, so now that the gym is open and you're here at CWA, like what are you hoping to learn and gain and be able to bring back to your community that you have? Or just, is it really, because I know this is your first time here and this is my first time at CWA too. So I've been to other conventions, but, Like, what are you hoping or is there anything you have learned that you think you're going to be able to bring back?
1: Well, I'm just getting started here. But, uh, you know, talking to vendors, learning about their products and services is important. Mm -hmm. Um, Just going to some, you know, classes and seeing what I can get out of it.
0: And is there anything, so you're going to classes today. Is there anything in particular that you're wanting to go to?
1: Um, everything. <laughs> no, I need to, I need to learn a little bit, a bit about flooring. Um, I just went with some advice before and we want to improve on that. Uh, we're doing an expansion because the gym is doing so well in the year and a half since we opened and we acquired some space next door and we're adding another 5,000 square feet.
0: Can you talk about that? Like what, like I'm sure certain people, cause I'm hoping people who want to open a gym are listening to this too. And aren't people who are already in their own have their own facilities. Like, can you define as, as doing so well, just, does that mean just numbers revenue? Does that, what does that exactly mean? And then, uh, what is your plans for the expansions if you're willing to talk about it?
1: Well, uh, doing so well, of course, the revenue, that's what we're, you know, is all about. And then the membership is increasing, the community is increasing. um, So we felt the need to offer more. We have a lot of birthday parties and, you know, the kids run around and, you know, the regular climbers are not really interested in that. So (laughs) we thought we would move the kids to their own area and- you know, add another party room for the kids.
0: So the expansion really is, is it mainly focused to house birthday parties, kids or that, or is it kind of a dual thing?
1: Oh no, it's a dual thing. So it's to move the kids away from the main boulder Mm -hmm. and to, um, cab them, you know, in a, an area where they're, they won't be intruding on. The everyday climbers.
0: That makes sense. That's smart. That's very smart and a good utilization of your space. And then what else, what other, what other climbing are you planning on adding with the expansion? Is it going to be rope climbing, bouldering? Both. Oh, yeah. okay.
1: Yeah. More ropes, more boulders. Um, yeah, we're excited. Um, we added a party slash event room. So now we can have, um, you know, yoga and meetups and stuff like that That's in cool. that room. And uh, we're adding a small cafe. You know, just coffee and some slight snacks.
0: Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. And so you had mentioned something yesterday that I think is so awesome that your family built this gym actually back in the day or was a part of the process?
1: Yes. So the gym originally opened in Wayne, New Jersey in 1995, and they moved to Fairfield in 1999. Now, uh, my husband's cousin uh, was a avid rock climber and big in a community, and he was hired to build the boulder. And he was, um, you know, asked my husband to come in and help him build the boulder because my husband was a builder. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, the family built the boulder that still stands today. And um, so, yeah, it's came back to us. It's funny.
0: It's cool that it's full circle and I don't, I don't know, I've been doing this a long time and I can't, I don't think I've ever heard of a story of a non-climbing family being a part of building the gym and then end up saving the gym and now end up expanding the gym and being in such an influential part of the community. So have you or your husband or your children gotten into climbing yourselves?
1: Our youngest daughter has gotten into climbing and she's actually a small partner. Oh, we wanted to get that, um, you know, the interest there, and she had some money, and of course, you never have enough when you're doing a gym.
0: Yeah, yeah, like I, I, I can only, I can imagine that, and I can definitely see that. And working in gyms for years, I can definitely. So that's cool. How old is she?
1: She's thirty-one.
0: Nice. And so, what is? How is that bringing your daughter into the business as a partner? And like, what is that dynamic? How is that?
1: Oh, it's great to get the, uh, the fresh opinions, the younger mindset and, uh, you know, um, she has a lot of great ideas. That's
0: cool. That's awesome. I'm just like, honestly, I'm just like kind of thrilled that this is a whole family affair and it's kind of come back to full circle. And I think that part in itself is one of the coolest things I've ever heard. Like I've heard a lot of gym stories in like my 20 year plus of like talking to gym owners and I make it a point. Anytime I travel anywhere, like I, the first thing I want to do is go to an indoor climbing gym. People think it's nuts. Even on my outdoor climbing trips, I want to go to an indoor gym because that's where you, you figure, you meet the locals, you figure out where the climbing crags are, you figure out where the best routes are, you figure out even where the new routes that are not in guidebooks or, you know, people tell you a lot of stuff. Then, and, and like I said, in all my time, I've never run into a situation like yours, which I think is unique, which, you know, this might be a stretch to say, but I don't really care. Um, I think your story is particularly unique because with climbing gyms growing in America, which it's either your big corporate gyms like movement or momentum or whatever these other chains are that out there, those are the two big ones that stand or well, Pipeworks and that chain in, in California, you have these big chains coming through. And then you, but you have all these either small mom and pop gyms that are, either just going to be gobbled up, uh, you know, for the lack of a better term or, or acquired and, or they're going to close. And I think more, more people who are in touch with their community as a whole, because that's what it sounds like to me with you, you are in touch, with, not just with the climbing community, but you are in touch with your community that you live in as a whole, holistically I think if more people can get into climbing gyms or get into the business that way, I think that is more the spirit of what the sport is, and you know, you now as an owner, I don't know if we, if you would agree or disagree, but I think like the climbers as a whole it's it really is about community, and it really is about like like we care about each other. I have never met a group of my, people in my life that is willing to to eat, to agree to disagree or to have long talks and find the middle ground as much as climbers or outdoor adventure sports. I've never met any other organization in my life that's done that. And I don't know. I'm just really, I'm really, really, I feel really special to talk to you today.
1: Oh, thank you. And I have to agree about the community. Um, They are what they are us. Mm -hmm. I mean, we wouldn't be here without them. And I was nervous that, you know, after we decided um, to open up, And we were midway through um, our construction. There was, you know, I heard about a new gym not too far away with huge walls and promises of glory. And I was so nervous. I'm like, how are we going to compete? And we did. We did because of the community. So that is a huge part of it.
0: Is there any kind of like pillars of the community outside of your staff that are kind of come to your mind are pretty influential and like kind of ushering people back into the gym or helping you grow or really kind of like trying to make the, make your community, your climbing gym the best that it could possibly be?
1: I mean, I think as a whole, um, the whole community is, I mean, you know, people talk and they say, come on back, try it. You know, it's, it's the, the owners care now. Yeah. And I have a suggestion box that, you know, a virtual suggestion box. You don't have to say who you are. Just you need something. You want something. You want to tell us something. And we listen. Uh, We'd like this piece of equipment. Okay. Yeah, it's reasonable. Let me get it.
0: That's cool. I, I worked at a gym where I always used to tell people, I'm like, the owners actually read every suggestion card. And I've always, I always, that's one of the questions I definitely ask if I see it at the gym. I'm like, do people actually read these? And they're like, yeah, some people read it. And I, my next question is like, do the owners or the people who make decisions actually read these? Or are they filtered up by someone else up to them? And a few gyms are like, no, the owner is the only one who's allowed to actually like sit down and read this. And they it's kind of their personal joy because. One guy told me, he was like, nine times out of 10, it's not suggestions, it's just compliments. Or it's like, hey, like these things, or it's a lot of time, it's like, hey, thank you for having this gym, or thank you for doing that. And do you usually find situations like that as well?
1: I do. I do. And it's rewarding. It really is.
0: Oh, that's awesome.
1: I mean, even though I'm not a climber, I do appreciate the sport. I, you know, I'm amazed by what these athletes can do. Mm -hmm. I, I look out in the gym and I just, I'm in awe.
0: I would have to disagree with you. I think you're more of a climber than you probably imagine. (laughs) Um, You might not be on the wall, but there are so many stories of people who are utterly influential throughout the climbing world who have probably who have never really touched a rock in their life. But if it wasn't for them, there are so many crags, climbing areas that would not be open. There's not doors that would never be accessed. I think that's the thing is like, I can't tell you just me being a Texan, there's no such thing as public land. 98% of Texas is privately owned, but I can't tell you how many times I've met like ranchers and people and I've built relationships with people and they have never touched a rock, nor do they ever intend to in their entire life. But as far as I'm concerned, they are just as influential as the person who is showing up putting bolts in the wall or putting holds in the wall, they're just as influential, if not more than the people who are paying memberships or paying their day pass to go rock climb or just showing up in the parking lot or whatever. Um, Because single-handedly it's like, you know, there's this phrase in rock climbing that went on for a long time and it still does to a certain extent in outdoors. It's like, you never ask for permission. You always ask for forgiveness. And I, there's a lot of truth to that. And I think a lot of, good and bad relationships have come from that. I think more good has come from it in a long time. And I know people will probably disagree with that, but I think it's also allowed us to really kind of build relationships outside of our little scope. Because I think also climbers, we tend to be in this like narrow little scope of mindset of like, where we're just thinking about climbing and this. And I think the way climbing has grown, especially with climbing gyms, it has definitely forced us like CWA that we're here at, it has forced us to grow outside of just our own little bubble of rock climbing and rely on community members, rely on people like yourself to be involved and honestly help us move climbing into the next generation, into the next level. Because I'm going to be real with you. Some rock climbers do not make good business owners. <laughs> <laughs> to be very clear. And it's a very common problem that we run into. So... I think you are more needed than you can possibly imagine.
1: Well, thank you.
0: You're welcome. I look forward to one day, uh, you know, I'm, I might be randomly prophesying, but I look forward to one day coming to CWA and listening to your talk in the future.
1: Well, I doubt that, but. You never know. You
0: Never know. You never know. <laughs> I, I, you know, I will, I'm just going to throw it out there maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't, but I, I, I have a strong feeling it will. Okay. Well, um, I don't want to take too much of your time. I know there's a lot of events and classes and different things that are happening here. And, um, I definitely want to give you an opportunity if people want to support your gym and support you and what you're doing, how can they find your gym? Where are you at online? Where are you guys located? And how can they support you?
1: Well, we're in Fairfield, New Jersey, about 30 minutes outside of New York City. Um, We're uh, online. You can find us at njrockgym.com. Okay. Uh, I think we just put up a virtual tour, so you can walk through the gym and check it out and uh, see what we have to offer.
0: And is there anybody uh, you would like to give a shout out to or say hello to or anything like that?
1: Uh, I just want to thank my community. Thanks for making us who we are.
0: All right. Well, I want to thank you for giving me your time. This has been, I'll be honest with you. Like I, I, it, it's really heartfelt to me because oh, yeah. like I'm very, I, I'm very sincerely like I wish, and I hope to God that more people like yourself come into this community because we cannot survive as a climbing community, as a business, as an industry without it. And I know some people might disagree with me and I'm sure there are some long gym time owners and climbers who are like, we're doing great and just fine. But variety and diversity and inclusion is the spice of life. And you are just, in my opinion, you are so unique and I want want your uniqueness to add to more of what this community really needs. So thank you for coming to my show and I look forward to following you and your gym's journey.
1: Thank you so much. It was a pleasure meeting you. Pleasure meeting you, too.
0: If your little climber heart did not just melt, you are the most callous person, unfollow, unsubscribe, unlike. Because this is not even a thing, but I now dub this as a thing. This is the Sons and Suffers episode of the year. I have never heard a story that is much like climbing. You basically threw the pad down, tied in, and boldly went in with the skills and the knowledge and the resources that you had. This is my favorite episode, hands down, of the year. Joyce, thank you for sharing this with my life and everyone who has listened to this. And remember, if your sins are not like the suffer that she and her husband endured to bring this gym back from the dead, you might want to ask yourself,